This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Välkomna till en ett avsnitt av Till slut kommer jag skratta Även känns Antes Knas Jag är ett sammanhang Peter Bristav Med mig idag har jag Soren Ismail Hej hej Aron Flam Hej And all the way from the United States We have Judah Freelander Welcome Hello Hello Good to <laughs> you see really you You got really close in mic Yeah you, you Yeah Sit back and relax Or as you say here Hey 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 hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You, you yeah. got it You got it uh, You're here uh, doing a small tour in Sweden Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Three nights. Uh, last night was great. Uh, yeah, in, in Uppsala. Uh, Uppsala. That was awesome. Yeah, I don't know what that venue is usually used for. Uh, it, I think it's uh, stand up and music. Yeah, yeah stand up and yeah, music. Great venue. Yeah, yeah really nice, warm, uh, good, good, great crowd and yeah. good sound. And uh, yeah, then tonight in Stockholm. Yeah, you're and in then, uh, the base of Mendes, and then Lund uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So how come you? Like how and why did you come here? Oh, yeah. Well, I want to uh, as the world champion. Yeah. Yes. As I'm known, you know, part of my job is it's to see seeing the world. The world you, know, right. you know, there's as the world champion. You know, you're a role model, and people around the world expect yeah. you to, to show up. Right. Yeah. But no, I've been wanting to come to Sweden for years. You've never uh, been here before. Never been to no. Sweden before. I've been wanting to come here for years, and uh, you know, I live in New York, and in New York. Um, you know, it's very international, yeah. and some of the comedy clubs uh, are even more international in the sense that uh, there's a lot of tourists there, and not just tourists from the United States, but no. from all over the planet. And there's almost always uh, people from uh, you know uh, Scandinavia in, in in the crowds, and mostly Sweden, uh, Finland, and uh, uh, Norway. I, yeah. I would say, you know, um, you don't see we don't see Denmark as much. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, but but the Swedish people are they're they're always great audience members, and if you know I meet them and talk to them after the show, they're always like, "You got to come to Sweden," and yeah. uh, and I'm also a big uh, ping pong fan, and mm-hmm. I play ping pong, and uh, Sweden that's, that's weird. Sweden yeah. is one of the, I'm a weird guy. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't, but I don't you're hide the world it. champion yeah. of everything. Yeah, why, well, why not, is that weird? Not everything, not <laughs> not math, not things like that, but no. ping pong. Yeah, but uh, so, so Sweden is one of the the great uh, ping pong nations. Sweden and China. Sweden. Yeah, he's uh, Jan Ove Waldner, our, our great. Yeah, guy. yeah, he's, I. Uh, he's still. 
huge in China. I know. Yeah, I goes, met him. I uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I hosted a, an event at a at a ping pong club in New York, and uh, they flew in uh, Michael Applegreen yeah. and uh, Janove uh, Val. Yeah, we say Waldner, but Waldner. Yeah. yeah uh, to do like a, a demonstration, and uh, so I, I met both of them and oh, got cool. to got to hit some with both of them. But yeah. How. I I don't think ping pong or table tennis is that huge in in the United States. How, no, how does... it's not. But they're trying to make it more popular. And I'm friends with some guys who own a, a fancy uh, ping pong club. It's a nightclub. Okay. And uh, they have about 15 ping pong tables. They also have a bar, and they have uh, fancy awesome. food, and and they have bands play there sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, Susan Sarandon, uh, the. You know, yeah, the famous, famous actress, actress, great actress. Uh, yeah. She's one of the owners of it, actually. Oh, cool. And uh, the guys, the other guys who own it, are all ping pong players. And I used to play against them in tournaments. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, did and you play so, Susan? No, I, no, I've hit with Susan some, but yeah, <laughs> Susan's a big fan. She doesn't really play though, but she, she's a big fan. But yeah, so I used to play against these guys, and they used to be like my nemesis. I used to be like, ah, oh, I've got to beat these guys, <laughs> and now they're like my friends, you yeah. know. So it's it's really cool. But when did you start playing table tennis? Well, I played a bit as a kid, and then uh, soccer was always my main game. And Where'd then, you grow up? Uh, most different places, mostly Maryland, which okay. is about uh, an hour nice. forty forty five minutes outside of Washington so D.C. Both, both table tennis and soccer have a really rich history in in Sweden. It, it feels well, Sweden is a, a it has a good soccer history too. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, but it I, seems as of those sports you wouldn't grow up playing them if you grew up in the south or no. in the western. Yeah, states. well, you know, in ping pong is one of those things where everyone in the United States has played. Hardly anyone even knows that it's actually a real sport. <laughs> right. Uh, but <laughs> they, they but so but these guys like Susan Sarandon and the guys on yeah. this club, they've been very big in trying to popularize the sport, and uh, I. Uh, You know, I I try to help popularize it also, yeah. and uh, so anyway, so they they flew in uh, uh, Michael Applegreen and uh, Walder for a, uh, a big exhibition at the club, and I hosted the whole night, and uh, it, it was fantastic. You know, they cool. packed it with hundreds of people, and yeah, it, it was fantastic. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so I've always wanted to come. <laughs> so in. And Mar tennis is a big tennis country too. Yeah, used to be. In yeah, the, yeah, in the eighties when yeah. I grew up. Yeah, basically in the eighties and nineties, you guys were great at sports. We were great at sports. What Now happened, just, guys? That's know. why I'm back here to bring <laughs> athletics, <laughs> educate back to Sweden just with your I, PowerPoint I, presentation. I don't even like sports that much. Yeah. So you don't like it at all? No, I I don't like it at all. <laughs> actually, what don't you like about it? Uh, it has nothing to do that I was never picked for a team in school. <laughs> I just want to start off there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, and uh, no, I have the... Um, <clears throat> I think it's uh, mostly fascist. It encourages a sort of we and them mentality. I've and never it, noticed that. I've yeah. never noticed that. And no, I'm kidding. Uh, and yeah. it's, so, uh, yeah, it's no, no, always it, it, so phallic. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 11 go guys trying to get a ball into a net, and then yeah. they win the big yeah. gold cup, which yeah. is basically not even... A representation of a vagina, mm -hmm. but uh, no, so. it's not. No. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. yeah, I've never played sports and thought it was about vaginas, but now, no? I'm, thinking, but now, now. I'm thinking about yeah. vaginas a lot. Right yeah, <laughs> you can't stop thinking the about it. Now. The next time you win a cup, you'll fuck maybe it. you were just you you were just always were getting a lot of vaginas. So you didn't really have to get into sports. Yeah, uh, that was not true. Okay, no, no. Gotcha. definitely not. No. No, I, I was the the worst player in any sport in a Jewish school, so oh, I was no. a. I, I'm a. You're I'm not. Really, I'm not. I'm really not quite a Are you Jewish? Yes. Okay, I was just wondering if. <laughs> or, or did your parents just want to punish you? Jewish school. Yes. 
Uh, but it, you want to know what and that's why you, you, you was didn't like. get picked. Yeah. The teams. Uh, yeah. The only non-Jew. Yeah. Are there a lot of Jewish people in Sweden? No. no. Not, not at all. No, there's not that many. Like, there's not many people in Sweden. Not basically, there, there uh, are for starters. Almost, yeah. 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 Almost ten million. More than Finland, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. But have you been to Finland? Yeah, you. Yeah, were, I was just uh, there. I was in yeah. Helsinki. How was yeah. that? Uh, it was. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the the show uh, I did last night here was much much better. But okay. but uh, that's good. That's but good. Finland was uh, it was nice. I liked Finland. Yeah. yeah they they, um, they they actually mentioned how they're considered weird. Yeah. And how yeah I was weird. just getting to that. And, and how other weird, co- and, and how other countries like consider them to be weird. And I was like. <laughs> You know, I like weird. So that's so yeah. I, I, I dug so you it felt there. at home. Yeah, yeah. They felt you know they weren't uh, you know not pretentious. Uh, you know, very very nice and uh, bizarre language. Uh, the yeah. the yeah. language it was really uh, I, I I found fascinating. But so is ours. Yeah, yeah but ours is more similar to English. Than yeah, yeah. Ours and is I'm more German. German. For someone who lives in America, there's. Uh, like, like no one ever really talks about Finland in America, but no. but you know Sweden comes up a lot, right. and, and there's certainly, you know, uh, you know, you know many many Swedish names and stuff like that within yeah. American culture, you know. And so now with um, the um, since we have a health, uh, what do you call it? Healthcare, Obama healthcare. healthcare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when Obama suggested that, everyone was, oh, we don't. Oh want yeah, well, socialists yeah, well, like Sweden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, America's a weird. America's a very big and weird country yeah. with a lot of uh, everything's m- in it though. Yeah, but, but there's a lot of misplaced hatred in, in America. Right. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of hate and and it's hardly ever directed at something that you should hate. You, no, you know, no. uh, like medicine. Yeah, well, yeah, there are people who are against medicine, basically, <laughs> yes. yeah, or against uh, you know just biology in general. Uh, yeah, or facts. You know, there's yeah. a lot of people yeah. who are science who are not uh, logic. Yeah, they're not against. Yeah. But you could assume they grew up and and failed biology in school, and that prevented them from being whatever they wanted to be. So they decided to. I don't believe in this. It's not, yeah, I, if yeah, I can't I get it, yeah, it's believe. just uh, it's just a. There's just you know it's a big country with uh, and it's it's uh, the country now I I feel it feels more divided than it's ever felt mm-hmm. um, you know I've lived there my whole life but it, it feels you know extremely divided the country is uh, it it's um, very weird it it must be because you're no longer number one aren't well, they well well there yes yeah, China well, yeah yeah well well, well say, no, no that's interesting what you say because okay. the United States. Um, you know, there's a lot of propaganda in the United States, and uh, like, I mean, that's something I like. Like in my act, I don't preach at all in my act, but subversively, I like there to be some themes in yeah. in, in my act, and uh, so. But but I'm I'm fascinated by uh, propaganda and uh, fascism and and how it's used and and how it manipulates people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm completely against it, but but it does fascinate me. And the United States. Uh, you know, there, there's basically, a, you know, politically, there's there's two sides of a spectrum. There's people to the right, yeah. and then people to the left. Uh, but one of the great uh, things that people don't understand is that the people who are on the left uh, aren't really very left. Uh, no, 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 it, uh, not it, 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 not yeah. like we have it here. Yeah, yeah. We, like we like really the Democrats in the United States are are probably. Um, both to the right the... of your right, yeah, 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 you, you, yeah. Know, you know what I mean. So even though they're considered left in our in our country, uh, so people who really truly are left uh, thinking 
uh, in the United States yeah. are not represented in government at all. No. Um, but the people who are right wing, they're taught to believe that our left wing representatives are extremely left wing. Oh, when they're actually yeah. they're actually quite right wing also. <laughs> yeah. So That's it's so there's there's a there's a lot of people are not very educated uh, when it comes to what's actually going on in the world. And they just listen to who they want to listen to, and they become very divided, mm. and people don't communicate. Because I really do think America has a lot of good people, but uh, it has a lot of people hating each other uh, for no actual reasons. Uh, they're actually false reasons. Uh, but I think that's what the government wants. Yeah, They don't want the people to get along. I think they want people to be uh, to hate each other, because that way the, the government then has more power. And the people running the government make more money. Yeah. You know, so I, I think they, uh, so if people don't understand how much power they could have if they actually work together. So, but so it's very divided right now. It's very weird. That's why you have very few Swedes who would call themselves Republicans. Yeah. A lot of people like whenever there's the American election is a big thing over here as well. Yeah. People stay up and watch it yeah. all night, and uh, it's uh, and it's aired live on Swedish television and everything. Uh-huh. But uh, and everybody's hoping for Democrats. Everybody hopes for yeah. Obama. Yeah, Everybody. well, I think the you I know, know I know like two people maybe on Twitter. That, yeah, that were, and probably just provoke others. Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, like two elections ago, there was a a guy Dennis Kucinich who was running uh, as a Democrat. I think he wound up getting. In the amongst in the Democratic primary, I think he got maybe one percent of the vote. Right. Uh, but when they looked at pe- all the candidates running, Republican and Democrat, you know, the fifteen or so different people running, yeah. and the, you just took a quiz, and then uh, it lined you up with. It, you just took a quiz, just just asking you questions. Yeah. Uh, and then, but it, and then uh, at the end, it tells you what candidate you should vote for right. based on your beliefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dennis Kucinich was. Was very high up, and uh, I think in one poll he actually was was the winner, you know. But yet uh, nobody was voting for him because right. uh, you know so much of it is well, the, the U.S. is campaigning yeah, and all that the, stuff. You know, so much of the, the what I notice in U.S. more than Europe is uh, how it's such a um, a capitalist society, and that leads to a consumer society. And that leads to an, an advertising-powered society. Yeah. So whoever has the best advertising, which comes down to money, yeah. uh, is, is, going, money. Is, is going to win. So you have all these people who ideologically should have been voting for this one man, yet not even – no one was voting for him. Yeah, because you know? they didn't know and then And about. then also even like when the U.S. covers elections, they hardly ever talk about what would be good for the country. They just talk about what a candidate has to do to get more votes. But they hardly But you have a lot of American votes. paraphernalia on you. I mean, your glasses, your yes, cap. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's a, of it it's is, an ironic stance. That well, it, it's both, actually. It's not, it's, 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 uh, well, it's, it's, it's maybe three things. It's, um, one, I, uh, it's celebrating America, but it's also poking fun of the um, America at the same time. Uh, how, like... Because one people sometimes people talk about like why is soccer never taken off in America, and one reason is is because we're not the best at it. So and America doesn't like to admit that it's not good at something. So <laughs> like if the U.S. men's soccer team if they ever won a World Cup, yeah. soccer would be the number one sport in the country. Yeah, you yeah. know, and people would everyone would love it. You know, uh, 
but the fact that we're not good, it makes people not feel good about themselves. And they, <laughs> it's, like, it's this, a stupid cause, sport. Because what, what, what's in, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's interesting is that uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, when I was growing up, soccer was considered oh, that's for foreigners and girls. Yeah, you know, and and gay people. You know, that that, that was how that was how the American media looked at it. Yeah. I mean, ESPN used to make jokes like that about oh, really? soccer, and you know, now they've embraced it and uh, are, are doing a much better job with it. But uh, but yeah, so so and also you know the stuff I wear within my act is part of uh, the the world champion persona. Yeah. So some of these things are like everything I wear here: the world champion shirt, the the hat, the glasses. These are all awarded to me at world championships right. that I have won. Yes. Yeah. So the American flag is on it because it indicates where I am from, which is America. <laughs> so yeah. it's not necessarily me being pro America. It's just a, tra- a sports tradition at an awards ceremony. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so it's those three things. But it shows martial arts. I've seen a few clips. I didn't see you last yeah, it shows, night. Yeah, it shows some martial night, arts also. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the world championships are martial arts tournaments. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you you chose karate. Well, no, no. It's um, karate is an all-encompassing word for all martial arts. It is. So yeah, uh, in this case. if I, for instance, was a very like good at Taibo. Yeah, do you know Taibo? Yeah, I know Taibo. Yeah, yes. Would that do you be know who started Taibo? Billy Some, Blanks. I di- I didn't know his name. Yeah, Billy Blanks. He was on like TV shop when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. The uh, for the Taibo. Yes. Yeah. Well, before he was doing the Taibo exercising, he was a martial arts movie star. But oh, his really? movies were never in the theater; they were straight to DVD only. Yeah, he made about fifty movies. Uh, and about 15 and, bucks. And, and nobody, yeah, nobody knew who he was right. except for martial arts fans. And then he made Taibo, and everyone knew who he was, like, in the country. Yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah, he is a martial artist. And, and Taibo would be, uh, it would be... An- that would, that's more of an exercise regimen. It's not really a, a martial <laughs> arts. But, yes, yeah. if, if that was, if Taibo was your choice for uh, fighting, yes, it would be considered karate. Okay. Yeah. Karate okay. is just, it's an all-encompassing term for all martial arts. But, uh... Yeah. Uh, speaking of your stand-up comedy, yes, uh, you started when you you kind of young, weren't you? Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. And uh, and why did you start doing it? Well, I was always doing uh, different stuff. You know, I, I used to do my own little animated short movies when I was fourteen. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I always did lots of drawing, art. Uh, you know, ever since I was a little kid. Yeah. I uh, wanted to, you know just making stuff, making stuff, and then um, when I was sixteen, that's when I first realized you could be a comedian uh there was a show that would come on late at night this is 1985 okay i remember the first time i saw it and it was all young comics that you'd never seen before uh you know they weren't well known and uh and it came on real late at night and that was there was 1985 that was the year we got a vcr okay uh uh so, so you, you and i wasn't a, yeah and i wasn't allowed to stay up late okay but so i, I figured two, out how two to of program us born yeah yeah i'm sure you weren't yeah yeah, yeah. so uh but i figured out how to Uh, set it so I can record a show like later at night. Okay. So I saw this one thing in the TV. Got there, there was no internet back then. No. You, you look at the paper and you see what's playing. And one thing said, <laughs> and one time I, I one time I was up late. I think it was like New Year's Eve or something. Yeah. I was up late, so I was allowed to stay up late on New Year's Eve. And the show came on and it just blew me away. I'm like, who are these guys? I've never seen them. What and then they, they started talking about. Uh, They would say they'd do a quick interview with them after their set, and they're like, uh, "Where can people see you?" And they'll be like, "Oh, I'll be at uh, Caroline's Comedy Club in New York City." And then I'm like, "Oh, 
that you can watch this because before you know you'd see I'd see Steve Martin on TV or yeah. Rodney Dangerfield, Bob Hope, and yeah, doing it on right, the, right. The and, and it was great, show. and it was great. But you're right on like Johnny Carson yeah. show, but but you, it never occurred to you that you could do that. You know right. that, that you know TV didn't seem something that was no. like attainable or anything. No. It was just like this thing happening you know and it's like and so so that's when i first realized oh you can be a comedian i'm like i'm like i want to be that yeah so that's when i started writing jokes and then when i was 19 i did my first open mic and uh, how'd it go uh it was it was uh i had to get there around six o'clock to okay. sign up i went it was in washington dc and then uh, at a club and then uh i didn't go on until around 11 and uh, i was nervous as hell i was very introverted and I was just going over my act over and over and over again, just nonstop. How many minutes? Uh, I had to do five minutes. Okay. I had to do five minutes. Yeah. But right before I go on, the host comes to me and says, I'm cutting you to three. <laughs> and, and, and I thought, like, you see, my first instinct to think is that he's, he's screwing me over. Yeah. But looking back, I realized it was because uh, it was getting late and the audience was starting to leave. And he was just trying to get all the comics on stage. Yeah. So uh, so I'm, then I'm like, all right, I'm... I prepared five minutes. How do I cut it to three? It's like I had no idea <laughs> like how, to, how to edit or anything yeah, like no. that. But as soon as I got on stage, it felt warm. Uh, it felt like home mm-hmm. and felt right. And uh, I did get a few chuckles. And, uh, but it just and felt, then you were on your way. Yeah, well, I, I didn't do, actually, I didn't do stand-up again until six months later. Okay. Because I, just, I thought that's how it worked. I, I had no idea how the <laughs> right. business worked. Right. Like, I thought the comics that you would see on uh, David Letterman's show or The Tonight Show, I literally thought these guys... Has maybe been on stage ten times before, maybe twenty times, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that Johnny Carson was, you know, was coming going in. to the clubs. Yeah, he was he'd oh. just coming to some club late with some hot chick, <laughs> and he'd see some young guy on stage and be like, ah, "This kid seems all right." Yeah, and then he'd try to impress his chick by going, "Yeah, maybe I'll give this kid a shot." Yeah, on let's my put show. him on the most watched and then, show. And then, and then ever. she'd be like, "Oh, he's so nice. Look at that. Guy. Give him this guy a break." So I, I literally thought that's how comedy worked. <laughs> did you? Uh, did you? And then in 1991, you? that's when I realized. Oh, you were supposed to be going out every night doing yeah. this. Did, did yeah. you realize you had to? Uh, you don't always have to write new stuff. Uh, that's well, what I thought when well, I when I started out, it was new new material, new material every, every night. time. You've, you've no, I didn't joke, think that. So no, I didn't think that. Right. I did know that you're supposed to put together five minutes, and I did hear stuff from comics talking about how you got to get a good five minutes. Yeah. So it's it's all about just uh, perfecting that five minute set, you know, and then. Uh, it was, uh, you know, getting a 10-minute set. And then, you know, it's just, you know, see how much, see, see, like, like I remember, like, first getting a 15-minute set where you can do well for, like, 15. That was, like, a like a big deal, yeah. you know. And then uh, in the U.S., um, when you work the road, and by that I mean outside New York City or yeah. Los Angeles, because most of the clubs in New York City and Los Angeles, all the, all the sets are only 10 to 20 minutes in length yeah. each. And uh, so... Uh, but when you go on the road, there's usually three acts. There's an MC, who's usually the newer comic, who yeah. does 10 to 15 minutes. Then the feature, also known as the middle act, who yeah. does 20 to 30. And then the headliner, who does 45 to an hour. Uh, so when you make that jump from MC, which is like sometimes only seven minutes at clubs, yeah. and then you have to sometimes do 20 or 30, that was like a big deal. So it was like, I remember that being like, how do you... How do you do How that? do you get like <laughs> and even if you have thirty minutes of material, like how do you organize it? You yeah. know, you know, I remember, how do you remember like, it? Yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. And you know, so uh I, I remember having those discussions with comics about that stuff, but and now it's even different, you know, it's like 
the the longer you do it the the demand for new material gets even greater you know people expect more material more often yeah and now i think with uh you know the internet social media youtube everything the the demand for new material is greater than ever it's uh i think years ago comics could have an hour and and not change it much and have a pretty good career for years that's why i think that when you have a name for yourself it's more important to write new stuff than good stuff yeah, well, like, like I mean, you, you can't. It can't be shitty. Yeah, and it can't keep being yeah. shitty. Well, but, I think. But well, comparing, that's, like, well, that, you know, I I've talked about that with some other comics. You know, uh, you know, because there are some comics who are big comics and they put out a new hour every year, right. and and then I know in Europe there's a lot of comics every year they go to Edinburgh have to have an entire new hour yeah. and. You know, comedies. You know, art is one of those things where you always have to push yourself, but I think you always you have to put. So you have to be pushing for quantity, but you also have to be pushing for quality. And I, I think sometimes people might put out too much. Right. You, you, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, and, and some of the reason why people are putting out so much is is not artistic. It, it's financial. Right. Because uh, if you can put out a new album every year or have a new tour every year, that's a lot. You're actually saying to your audience, "Hey, come see me again." Because I'm doing all new stuff, right. yeah. and uh, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily a better show, you know. Right. So, so you have to keep quality. To me, it's always about the art, you know. Um, but you so. you have this um, persona, the world champion. Yeah. When did you? I mean, I'm pretty much you, not you, doing that right now. No, no. In no, wrestling, no. this is called kayfabe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't I, know if you know. Yeah, well, I you're know, a wrestler. I do not know. Yeah, I want an explanation. Okay, for kayfabe. Yes. Okay. Well. In the United States, most people don't know it. Only if you're a really hardcore wrestling fan or a in smart. the wrestling business, right? Do you know uh, what kayfabe means? And kayfabe is basically, let's say you went to a match and uh, you saw uh, Hulk Hogan fighting the Iron Sheik. You know, two mortal enemies. And uh, but then later that night, you went to a bar and you happened to see them hanging out. And they're drinking together. They're laughing. They're high fiving. That would be considered breaking kayfabe. So kayfabe is it's, the, the storyline. It's, sort of like, it's sort of like in, uh, it's sort of like maintaining character. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and so it's a wrestling term, kayfabe. So right now, most of this interview is complete kayfabe. For, I've noticed for the uh, world. Not champion. at all solving the world problems as I saw on YouTube. <laughs> That's a good point. You're trying. You're trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> It's, it's hard. Uh, yeah. but, but when did you come up with this world champion persona? Well, it was a, a long pr- process, uh, and, it's, and it's still changing, and the persona yeah. keeps changing. Uh, initially started probably, I don't know, maybe around 15 years or so ago. I was doing a lot of jokes about um, – I was always obsessed with the Guinness Book of World Records when I was a okay. kid. Did they have the Guinness Book of yeah, World yeah, Records sure, here? Absolutely. Okay. All right, so I was obsessed with that. And I was obsessed with breaking Guinness Book of World Records when I was a kid. <laughs> I tried to break the pogo stick record when I was eight years old. And, uh, what, and what, I did it for an hour. Record? The record, I think, at that time was eight hours straight without missing or falling off. And I did an hour straight. Uh, oh, my God. And an hour for an eight-year-old is great. <laughs> it feels like about two days. Right. And, Your and parents like, must have been relieved. Like, yeah. He's out there and, for yeah, an hour. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> keep going, is, son. But this, this, this was way I, before Ritalin. Yes, yeah, yeah, I never did any of that stuff. Yeah, I never did any of that stuff. Yeah, so I see. Yeah, we didn't have really. We said pogo sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's a good. Yeah, when I tell people like what I did as a kid, like in our neighborhood, like we used to collect bees. We used to run around the neighborhood Fuck, with man. nets 
and uh, empty bottles of uh, apple juice. Yeah. We put dirt holes. in there, some flowers, poke holes, and we'd run around the neighborhood with nets just collecting bees and wasps. Sometimes you and wouldn't putting poke them in holes in, in it as well. You'd just put it in there and watch it die. No, we didn't do that. We weren't <laughs> evil so, like so, that. So what did you do when you collected them? Oh, we just look at them and stuff. And then? Yeah. I don't know. We go. thought we were learning. We thought we were like, <laughs> we thought we were just like learning so oh, much about is, the bees. This is so and much then better so, than school. And then sometimes we'd like get comfortable with them and you just let them crawl in your hand and then all of a sudden you see it just sort of looking like it's going to sit down and then you realize, oh, it's stinging me and now I'm stung and, it, and then it hurts and like hell. And it's going to die. Yeah. But it was a fun adventure. Did you, you know, know yeah. you could freeze bees? No, I didn't And tie a string to it and then uh, thaw it up and uh, it will fly and you can uh, have and your own you, little you bee. That is probably it. not true. It is true, but you can't do it too long, so you can't die. You'll just uh, numb up, and uh, you can. Uh, That's pretty wild. Have yeah, you, uh, yeah, are you telling well. us that you've actually invented some sort of cryogenic stasis <laughs> <laughs> for bees? For bees, um, I, I'm so We had fun. I believe no, just you. put them in an ice tray. We had put fun. in the freezer for a while. Yeah, get them out. <laughs> put a string. <laughs> put a string on it, yeah. and then put them in the sun, and he'll wake, wake, wake up, and you have your yeah. little. I don't. Uh, I don't know what kids are like here, but in the U.S. <laughs> Kids, at least on a certain income level, you know, from from middle class up, yeah. uh, just seem to be so overprotected, you know, and and things seem to be so organized. Like when I was a kid, literally, you walked outside and you just tried to find other kids and play. Yeah, you, you yeah. Know? That was it. You know, you know, it's like. But now everything in the U.S. is like, you know, kids are wearing helmets. Uh, forever they're wearing elbow they're wearing pads. They're wearing whistles. knee pads. Everybody's getting kidnapped. That was my sense when I lived in the states. I couldn't walk anywhere like we were in, in, in Kentucky like we talked about yeah. earlier and you can't you have to take the car everywhere you can't walk it's it's considered you, it, as they a were kid no, there were no how playgrounds old how old were you no, I was just 16 but I mean there were kids there you know yeah. families I mean, to hang out yeah I think everybody, there's yeah I mean I think the kidnapping happens that's something that happens once in a while but I think that's something that uh, the, the news sensation right, right exactly and, and this goes back scared. to what we were talking about like politics yeah. I think you know people in the United States they will know every single detail about uh, you know some tabloid celebrity person or they'll know every single detail about their sports team yet they couldn't they will be so misinformed about just basic um, public policy or foreign policy yeah. um, so uh, the, they're not America's not dumb. It's just often educated in the wrong areas. You, you know what I mean? Like they'll they'll know every detail about uh, the Kardashians and what's going on in their life and pregnancies and hu- husbands and boyfriends. That's, that's, yet, yet they couldn't tell me. you a basic thing about uh, healthcare. You know, you that's know what I mean? Me. You know, so. I have no idea. I I, I don't. Yeah. You would you would fit perfectly. I know yeah. nothing about politics. I so, that when I so that's one of the reasons in America there's so much uh, fear. You know, when you don't know things, you you fear yeah. things more. Like like most of the people who are against healthcare in the United States, they're fearful that it's, and they actually believe that if they change it, it's going to be worse. You know, yeah. when yeah. currently it's bad. You know, so and they're afraid to even try anything now. So it's. And then America also has that That's thing normal, where though. everybody's where, afraid of what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think I think too I think too many people are where it's like, you know, you, you need to try new things, you know, and, and have the you know, you shouldn't fear that, you know. But I like how you guys what, have two TVs here. That's uh, yeah, we have cool. two. One to watch uh, football and one to play a few also, uh, video games. Also for yeah. your visit, Petter has yeah. uh, brought out our uh, award. 
Our, our diploma got an award uh, for this podcast. Oh, that's great! Congratulations! Yeah, yeah thank you. That's awesome. And yeah. That is the award. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. It's it's a it's, it's never out. It's but just now plaque. that you're here, we thought. <laughs> yeah, uh, we dusted it off just for you. <laughs> that's very good. No, but uh, going back to what you said, Swaran. Uh, uh, oh, but the, the world champion character, although all yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're saying about was uh, so. Anyways, I was obsessed with Guinness, Guinness Book of World Records as a kid. I was always big into sports. So uh, at some point. You know, like maybe 18 years ago, I started making jokes about ridiculous, over-the-top world records that I had done. And uh, I, like I said, you know, I always did lots of art. And uh, so I started uh, getting blank hats and making my own hats. Yeah. And then at one point I thought – so I made a hat that said Record Breaker. Uh, and so I was trying to do all these jokes about uh, breaking, you know, breaking world records and stuff. And then I thought – and my act was always joke-heavy. You know, very uh, you know, you know, a lot of one-liners and you know, jokes, yeah. and and it was always uh, crowd work heavy. I, I always loved doing. I always loved comics that played the crowd. That's uh, not typical for a one-liner comedian to do crowd. No, work. I guess you're right. Yeah, so yeah, that, if you I, think I, I, about I never the, even really the thought of that. Yeah, one-liner comedians, but like, like Mitch Hedberg like, and and uh, yeah. Stephen I mean, Wright. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I was a, you know a huge Stephen Wright fan. Okay. Uh, I was also uh, there was a comic named John Mulrooney. Who wasn't the the biggest name comic, but wow, was this guy! I mean, he can do an hour show just crowd work and just oh, just cool. rip the place apart. Uh, you know, Don Rickles. Mm-hmm. I would listen to him as a little kid, and even though like like I don't He's do got the greatest I don't, I don't, nickname. I don't ever. do I don't do race stuff in my act at mm-hmm. all, but um, just his crowd work stuff. You know, you know, so funny. You know, uh, so I was always big into to both of those. Those okay. were my. You know, Main references. Yeah, if I had to do two favorite styles, I'd say those were probably my favorite. You know, not that. Uh, and then, um, so, uh, you had these hats. So yeah, so, um, so I decided to make, I had the idea to make a hat that said world champion, but not of what. So sort of as this kind of, uh, a braggart kind of character. Uh, but it also worked in the sense that, so I thought it was just funny to see a hat that said world champion, but not of what. So someone's bragging yeah. about, it, but they're not even <laughs> smart enough to communicate what they're bragging. What they're <laughs> and it also worked because it would draw audiences into me yeah. to be like, well, what is this? What are you the world champion of? So that worked with, that helped uh, draw in my act as like a catalyst for, uh, for crowd work. So, but then uh, over the years, things changed where it became not a bragging character. It actually became. More of like a, a real life superhero. Yeah, where, but try, where, trying where, to be where, humble. Yeah, where the world champion uh, is not bragging at all. He's just very humbly stating things that he's done that day. They just <laughs> happen to be so amazing. Yeah, that nobody but for can him, relate. They're just everyday right. Life. So as a even though the world champions, there's still this loneliness that he can't relate to these people. Yeah. And I also took the opposite approach stylistically because um, at the time. And I think it's still that way in many cases. Uh, uh, but at the time, it seemed like every comedian was always trying to bond with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Sort of sort of like come off as cool, but sort of like bond with the crowd. Uh, to be like, hey, can you relate to this? you ever notice this? Or doesn't that annoy you? I decided to take the opposite approach of where like, I just can't relate to anything you guys are doing because I'm just so cool. <laughs> you know. So that sort of like fit in with the world champion thing yeah. also. But, but it, it's also – that's also changed too because – what I what I've also tried to do with it, and again, I'm not. I don't try to. I make. I try to make this something that you might see uh, subversively, but it's not outright. I'm. Uh, you know, it seems like the whole world, but uh, America maybe more than other places. Um, people are so uh, self promotional. Mm-hmm. Um, 
self-obsessed uh, and show-offs. And I, when I was a kid, like I said, I played a lot of sports, and I was never a show-off. My dad would, you know, we'd watch sports together, and he would always yell at the TV and rip on guys that were hot dogs and showing off. And <laughs> he would always talk about, like, I remember there was an American football player, not soccer, but American football, yeah. Barry Sanders, mm-hmm. who is, you know, arguably, you know, one, one, of, one of the greatest running backs ever. Uh, never once celebrated when he had a touchdown. He would, he, he would, he would have the most um, fake people out, uh, just, you know, the it's most amazing moves. He'd score a touchdown, just drop the ball, and then just jog right back. Like, n- never celebrated ever. And he was so much better than everyone else. I mean, if anyone had a right to show off, it, it was be, this guy. Yeah. And he did nothing. And, uh, and I always respected that, and and uh, so so my act always on some level was also making fun of the uh, the people who are show offs. And over the years, the past five ten years, it's it's gone the 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 level of self promotion yeah. uh, with and it's a lot of it's from social media is just insane. You know, like if I wasn't a comedian trying to promote my act and get my act out there, I wouldn't be on social media you know i remember when i first went on myspace and everyone had their own it was like everyone in the world had their own tv channel you know or a show about themselves and i wouldn't be you know showing people like what i had for breakfast that day you know i I might tell my friends but i I didn't have a need to like uh show this to the world uh so i never would have been on that uh so so some of my act is a a bit of the uh, some people are like too self-absorbed. Yeah. And maybe you should you know look at other people. But too. you don't have um, you don't have a Comedy Central special. No, or, I, uh, I I've album. been offered specials from them about three times, and uh, the first time uh, first I've I've turned them down for different reasons, uh, okay. from creative to legal, okay. and uh, and you know creatively I often didn't like how they. They're better now, but they used to really censor things a lot. Mm-hmm. Not just words, but even themes, you know, they didn't want you talking about. Uh, in the United States in general, like if you go on a, if you do stand up on a talk show, they. You have to do it ahead of time in front of somebody that will tell you. Yeah, this and then okay, they'll rewrite it for you. Right, exactly. And then they'll, they'll actually say, rewrite yeah, the yeah. jokes. When I did a Comedy Central show, I did, a, I think it was a premium blend. Mm-hmm. In the editing, they actually switched around what I said. So when you watch it, I'm actually saying something I never said. They switched. I think my just, joke had three lines, and they switched two of the lines around. Is that legal? Well, according to them, it is. I mean, when you <laughs> sign a thing, they can do whatever yeah, they yeah, want. Yeah, usually if you sign, they can do whatever they, can do, they want. Yeah. They can take your ideas yeah. and give them to someone and it's else. Like, it doesn't matter. And it's so weird. It's like on a talk show, you could uh, – I remember uh, a friend of mine, Rich Voss, is a comic. I don't remember the, the exact story of it, but he was on a morning show called The View. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a guest on there. And Monica Lewinsky was the earlier guest on the show. She spent her whole interview talking about uh, the president's penis and uh, semen on her dress and all that stuff. And then he, and then he's the comic going on doing a separate segment. He couldn't say one thing dirty or anything. Uh, like like they want to they want to. The U.S. television in general is so afraid of comedians speaking their mind. They. Like you said, when you do stand up on one of these TV shows, they follow you around for weeks, and they will they'll they'll re-edit your stuff. And and these are people who aren't comics, so like they don't know right. comedy. They they shouldn't be but that, editing your stuff. Like so, it's like and after a while, I, I just gave up. I'm like, I don't want you know, I don't I don't want to do your show. If I, if if you want me on your show, I'd gladly do it. You know. So when I've done talk shows more recently, I've done them as a panel where you you sit on the couch and you, and you, and you talk yeah. to them. And but again, they they often go over what you're gonna say 
and uh, and I look at it as like this is their show. I'm their guest, and uh, and I usually do jokes, but it's sitting on the couch. And uh, if there's something they don't want me to do, uh, or they're like, "Ooh, that's a little too risque," I just drop it. I don't alter it. I'm like, I just offer them like, "Oh, well, here's another joke. Does this joke work yeah. for you?" And they'll be like, "Yeah." Then I'll just do that joke because I don't want to. But Louis talks about Louis C.K. talks yeah. about. I've heard him talk about it in an interview, and he says that it. Well, it's they're they're paying for everything, so yeah. it's their rules. Yeah, if you want to, you're, you're right. doing. They don't pay much, though. Right, right. No, no. Yeah. But I mean, he, if you live in New York j- j- and you do the Tonight Show in L.A., no, no, they don't no. even fly you out there. No, no. He they pay, even... I think, four hundred dollars, and it costs five hundred dollars to fly out, or you know, right, right. it costs the same amount to fly out there. But it, he doesn't yeah. mean that they're paying yeah. you. His means that they're paying to air it. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so it's it's up to them what they want to do with their show. Yeah. And he says that sometimes it can help him because he. It, it, he has to think of another way out of the jokes. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the, well, I, I, the yeah. wording of it can make it funnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I often look at the movie uh, Amadeus, and uh, I remember there's there's some scene in Amadeus where they're telling Mozart he can't do this or something like that. And then Mozart just goes, "Well, I'll just write something else." Right. You know, which is a, kind of a cool way to look right. at it. Yeah. And I look at it that way too. I mean, that's when I. But but for doing stand up on the show, it's. It's much worse to have them right. change your stuff. I'd rather sit on the couch where it's more conversational. And if there's something they don't want you to say or whatever, you can either change it a little bit or just drop it and then bring in, like you said, bring in another bit. But, I mean, know? that sounds – they could do amazingly funny stuff. It's just yeah. somebody they don't like and just ask them, do you, do you rape kids? And they'll just say, no, I don't rape kids. And yeah. they just edit the don't part out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just air it. Yeah, that would be cool. Prime time. Yeah, that would. And that would, this is what you, you said. should be an editor. You I should, should be, be an editor. editor. That is what I should. I'm yeah. wrong. That would be uh, great. <laughs> did you see what Patton Oswalt did on? Yeah, Twitter? I saw that. That was that yeah, was that was great. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. I just read that on uh, you know on one of the websites. Yeah, uh, on what? Uh, he, well, on Twitter, he was. Yeah, you can. You know, oh yeah, the yeah. double tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah that was smart. Did you see yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was. I'll smart. show you later. Yeah, it's a nice way of using Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I find you know. I try to embrace social media and, and, and Twitter. I enjoy, uh, and for writing jokes, it can actually, you know, it, it, it's good and bad. You know, as a one-line uh, comedian, it's perfect. Yeah, it can be very good because it, it really teaches you a word economy yeah. and just. But then also, you know, you know, comedy's not just writing; it's performing; it's all these things. And uh, you know, there are some things, there are some types of stand-up writing that, that don't lend themselves to Twitter yeah, at all, absolutely. you know, but some do. So for some things, it's, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. But uh, do you have any plans on putting out an album? Yeah. Well, I've been, you know, it's something that gives me uh, stress and anxiety. Okay. It's <laughs> I'm sorry to bring it up. No, <laughs> that I haven't done it. It's like, you know, my goal this year was to get an album out this year. Yeah. Uh, right now, it's am I in pace to get that done? No, no. I'm not even close. <laughs> but, I, uh, but you are in Sweden. I am in Sweden. Yeah. That's one goal you can yes. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cross yeah. off your list. So, uh, so, but, and the other reason I turned down. So there were creative reasons I turned down specials before, and then the other one was I I hardly ever liked the way they film things. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, they just uh, it's just not filmed. You know, the audiences are usually fake audiences. Uh, do you have nothing? Do you have no say in the matter? Like I want to do it, but could we film it from this angle and have it? Well, then you got to do like, I, like I've heard Louis some did. guys have done that a little bit, but it's been very hard. But right. but now things have opened up more. Um, you know, the internet has really changed the game a lot. Right. You know, you can and, just do it yourself, or like yeah, a few and, people. And, and it even just, on who you just are. filmmaking technology is yeah. so much cheaper than it used to right. be. And you can, I mean, look at this podcast. You know, this is yeah. could this have been done ten years ago? You know. 
as a radio show maybe, but not no, you, you can't not just like do it this. yourself like this. This is fantastic. So, and I've always been a do it yourself kind of guy and and I've realized um uh you know, so it's just something I need to make myself. Uh the album and the special, uh I need to make it myself uh so I can film it a way I want to make it and do the material I want to do. And and that way I can own it and then I'll figure out how to distribute it yeah. a, you know um, how, how uh, what would you call it I don't have a name for it yet yeah I think it's right there on your chest yeah it could yeah. be world champion <laughs> yeah it could be yeah I'm not sure how many of those shirts do you have I don't know one yeah no, no you got it it's two two, yeah. two shirts yeah no. Really? No, 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 no. no, no, no. There's you, more. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I have several. Yeah. yeah, I've won a lot of world championships. Could, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but it it, it has to uh, be uh, a re relief every day to have the same, not the same shirt, but a, 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 the, it's well, always it's a little tough a yellow. for traveling. It's a little tough for traveling because uh, you know, uh, you know yeah, I have to bring. Uh, because you know, I don't always want to wear my world champion clothes during the day no. for, for two reasons. One, you get it dirty and then it's not ready for the night. Sure, no. And then sometimes, you know, it, it draws more attention to you. But I like to just, I like to walk around and just blend in, you yeah. know. So, Do you have normal glasses? Yeah, I, I have ones that are more normal. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, these I, I like, but these, uh, everything I wear on stage is, is more, uh, you know, over the top, yes. you know. But these are actually not good for driving because you can see there's, no, no, no. there's yeah. no, peripheral no peripheral vision with these. So these <laughs> actually aren't. You can just see this way. So uh, Dangerous. Yeah. But uh, what are your thoughts about Sweden? You've only been here a day. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it seems like... Uh, um, Did you get to walk around a bit? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. I want to do a lot more of that today. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's very clean. Uh, it seems like it's a very well-kept city. Uh, just driving in, uh, you know, just in a taxi. Yeah. Uh, it was a smooth ride. There were no bumps. New York is just... Nobody just walking out into the street. No, no. And New York, and less cars, much yeah. less cars <laughs> in New York. And, uh, you know, cleaner air. And, uh, you know, New York, the streets are just... New York is just so beat up and yeah. so run down. That's the what I like The streets are just, it. there's holes everywhere. Mm -hmm. There's just... Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, uh, but yeah, it seems very it seems like a very smart uh, uh, city, you know. Uh, I guess we are. You know, and, <laughs> I know uh, we think of ourselves that yeah. way at least. Yeah, that's yeah. what Finland yeah. said. That's what Finland yeah. said quietly yeah. to ourselves. <laughs> Not even quietly, man. Yeah. Not even quietly. Because like you talked about uh, Barry Sanders, like yeah. he's one of the greatest, but he doesn't show it. Right. The opposite to that would be Slatan. Who we talked about? Right, right, right. Because right. not the opposite. He is the greatest. Yeah, no, but no. Where I'm coming, I'm in Sweden. We have something called Jantelagen, uh, which means don't think you're better than anyone else. That's a Swedish right. exactly. uh, way of thinking. Right, right. and that's what. No, I, no, 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 no. Well, yes, well, you right. shouldn't. Yeah, there's actually right. ten like commandments. Of yeah, Jante, but yeah, but right. that's the biggest. But thing. I mean, that's one thing I make fun of in my act. Like some people actually think that I'm actually just a dick right. and just. Yeah. <laughs> Just like being uh, arrogant, and I'm like, I'm like, well, actually, I'm making fun of arrogance yeah. throughout my act. Y you know, it's uh, so. You're like but, encompassing the whole United States in your act. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, and I, and I love the United States, but I also know how you know it's got a lot of problems too. And and there are some people, you know, even in the United States will think, "Oh, you're a bad American if you see something bad about the US." It's like, "No, no you don't. You're just trying to help to make it better." You know, it's yeah. like 
It's like if you're rooting for a sports team and they're a terrible team, but they're the team you support, that that's okay. Yeah, you know, and you can have and, suggestions uh, for how to make and, it better. You know. uh, us Europeans, we get a kind of a, a, a skewed view of Americans because yeah. the only ones that we see on television are the loud, obnoxious yeah, yeah. ones. It's like uh, with Muslims. The only one you see is the one with the big beards and uh, shooting it's a, a char- gun. It's a charming Muslim taking care of his child. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah right, you right, never right. see that one. Yeah. You never yeah. see that one. Now, yeah, this, fat Americans yeah. just, I'm entitled to everything. No, you're not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's what gets, you know, TV, like people often sometimes tell, oh yeah, sorry. But yeah, people sometimes tell, ask, you know, they'll be like, Hollywood, they're out of ideas, you know, they just keep doing all these remakes and yeah. stuff. And I tell them, they're not out of ideas. They're not looking for new ideas. No. And they're not looking for good ideas. But they're I looking think it, for what yeah. sells. And, Easy money. And their opinion... Is what sells is they they take the easy route yeah. you know they, they is Thirty uh, Rock the easy way out? No, Thirty uh, Rock is an example of something that is is almost like a fluke. You know, like it wasn't expected to be a big hit. It was never really a big hit, and it's it's really the critics uh, and um, you know a, a fan following on a certain level that that, that kept it alive. You know. Uh, How was it filming it? Was it fun? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. You know, it was like anything where, you know, it, it was, was it, it was great, great ensemble. Yeah, it was great. And then, you know, there was also some, you know, weird politics and, you know, it was like a job too. Right. So it was like, uh, and yeah. uh, you as, uh, as a world champ, you must yeah. be a world champ champion of acting as well. Did you teach well, Alec Baldwin to, to act? No, I didn't, <laughs> but, uh, I really enjoyed working with him on there. He, yeah. He's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, Terrific. yeah, it's always fun. It's good doing different, it's good doing comedy in different mediums, you know, whether it's acting or, uh, writing or, you know, podcasting. Cause it really, uh, it really helps, um, you grow in whatever, and nobody whatever really your knew main he area could is do comedy before 30. Well, some well. people did cause he was well, on Saturday Night Live some, yeah, yeah. And he, uh, <clears> but yeah, the general public in general years. didn't look at him as a comedic guy. No. They looked at him as a, you know, a really good dramatic actor, but, but yeah, he can be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Who, who, who uh, cracked you up the most, um, the set of third rock? Oh, geez. I don't know. I, I tell you, Tina, Tina can really crack you up sometimes. Yeah. Cause she like, Tina's somebody who like never watches the news or anything. She's always looking at the, the tabloid blogs and stuff. And, <laughs> And boy, does she rip hard. She yeah. rips people hard. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and you're not used to see, because on, on TV, she's a little more, you know. Uh, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, she can really be like, oh, that person, what a fucking idiot or something. <laughs> like, oh, wow, Tina, all right. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah no, but she, she, she's really funny. I mean, but you, I, could see, you could tell that when <clears throat> she and Amy uh, hosted the Golden yeah. Globes. Well, Tina, I tell you one thing about Tina. She is uh, on award shows, whether it's giving a speech and accepting a speech very very good yeah yeah and, that, and that's a different skill than it's than stand-up skill you know and it's, it's, it's real, one thing i do that. one thing i've noticed from just from watching it it really is more of a theatrical presentation yeah than a stand-up comedy because stand-up comedy is it's really like you talking with and to the audience but at those award shows it's really like you know that that fourth wall is uh is up a little bit more we're like yeah. here's my presentation you guys enjoy it you know and that that seems to work better than sort of trying to like make that immediate connection with the yeah the audience that's there live you know it's a uh, it's a i told you it's a different kind of 
performance. Yeah, it's 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 more theatrical. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I just want you to know, so you yeah. don't feel bad about it. That yeah. People are morons wherever you go in the world. Oh, oh I yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. Sweden yeah. lucked out because they yeah. stayed out of two world wars and built their fortune that way. Yeah, so, so that's I mean, pretty cool. So, uh, that's you know, impressive. We all have our historical hypocrisies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, that no, that's. I mean, that's one of the, the things about uh, traveling that I really like is that not only do you learn a lot about you get, you other get, people and how they live, but it makes you. See how you learn. Meet a lot of also. morons. You learn more about yourself too. Right. You know, you, you yeah. see that there are morons everywhere. Yeah, it opens up your eyes. You don't have to look at me when you say that. You know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're not. You're not one yeah. of the few. You, uh, He's looking at both of us. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of hurt. But Better he wasn't looking at you. You weren't only on uh, throughout. <laughs> you were you kind of a movie star. Well, I did well. a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. I'm you, kind of out of the movie business right now, but uh, one day I'll get come. back in. But uh, but you've been in some. Uh, you uh, played scenes with some of the greatest. Uh, yeah, actors. I, it's you it's played against I, Mickey Rourke, Paul I, Giamatti, yeah, Robert De Niro. It's, it's uh, bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I worked with John Voight. Yeah, oh, really? yeah, and Zoolander. I, I had a little oh, yeah. part yeah, playing yeah, yeah. Uh, Ben Stiller's uh, coal miner brother, and John Voight yeah. was the dad. And John Voight now, I mean, his reputation, I think, is. You know, but but you know, in the in the seventies, he made some of the in the sixties, he, he made some of the really best good. movies ever. Yeah, yeah, he was and, good. He was uh, good. Amazing. Merman, I'm yeah, a yeah. merman. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was a. I liked that movie. I uh, <laughs> yes. I thought that was a very. Uh, I thought it was a very smart movie. That that movie, uh, Zoolander. Uh, but yeah, there's a Sean Paul Gaultier uh, exhibition at the Modern Museum. Oh, in really? Stockholm right now. Yeah. So if you. Go there. You can sort. Of, it feels strange. Little Zoolander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, funny. that's funny. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of bizarre. Like when you step back and think about it, yeah, some of the people I've gotten to work with, it's pretty cool. And um, American Splendor is one of my favorite movies. Oh, thanks. And, yeah, that was. And a, I had literally no idea you were in it. Yeah, you because uh, when I saw it the first time, like when it came out, basically. Yeah, I remember I saw it with my managers, and they didn't realize it was me until <laughs> you have no I'd already been on a hair. few scenes. You're yeah, I talk this... different, walk yeah. different. Yeah, I completely changed everything. Oh, you're really good. Uh, yeah, that was a very stressful uh, job working on that movie, but um, but very enriching. Also, it was very hard, uh, and that's an example of. Like trying new stuff because I remember because that movie actually did some things that really hadn't been done before because no, it was and part I, documentary yeah. also and there's a scene where me and Paul Giamatti we play real people yeah and then there's a scene where the real people show up as themselves in the scene that we're in and then we start interacting together yeah. and that was a that scene really made the movie and uh, I, I remember I when think we the were, movies underrated I don't, yeah I don't think people uh, many people here, don't know no it idea. yeah it was it, it won Sundance yeah. it won a major award at Cannes uh, it was the best reviewed movie of 2003 but it was you know it was a small independent yeah. you know art kind of movie um, but uh, yeah I saw it at some art film festival yeah uh, but it's very good it's a very good movie about the creative process uh, which is you know not shown much or not shown well much yeah. yeah so people should should see it american splendor yeah i i i recommend that i've yeah. been in a lot of movies i've been in some terrible ones and uh <laughs> i've been in some okay ones and yeah. i've been in I've you're in the lucky. wrestler the wrestler i love yeah. that movie yeah it's uh, a wrestling fan it's got to be yeah great i uh that's another one where i changed my look for that also and i was able to do that because there was a writer strike and 30 rock was stopped filming okay. for a while So, so I was able know. to audition for that. And as soon as I read the script, I'm like, I got to get in this. And and comedians in the United States, they actually look at that movie 
and I've heard several comedians say that's the best movie ever made about stand-up comedy. Uh, uh, the wrestler. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of comedians relate to that character. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, uh, you know, the, has the loneliness been. of yeah. being on the road, uh, the isolation, um, the, drugs. the toughness of the business, um, you know, the uh, the self-sabotaging, the, uh, you know, it's... Uh, but I, And I know some professional wrestlers, and they have a much harder life than comedians. It's, um, yeah, I bet. I mean, because comedians in, in New York City... Uh, you don't have to take a body slam, like... Three yeah. nights yeah, yeah. a week. Yeah. Um, it depends but, on how offensive your material yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, you know... I dare anyone to come up and body slam me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just speaking my mind yeah. here. That stuff happens sometimes. Yeah, it does. Bill yeah. Hicks got body slammed. <laughs> yeah, he may have. I used to see him uh, in New York City. Really? Yeah, wow. I used to watch him in the... Uh, you know, I guess it was like late late 80s and early 90s. I used to go see him live and... Yeah, he was. That was a long, heartfelt letter to some guy at the New Yorker about censorship on Dave Letterman. Oh yeah, 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 it was very sad. Yeah, yeah, it was like he was. He was. He was a great comic, and just you know, you know, so sad how he went. You know, but uh, yeah, I used to see him uh, at the Village Gate, um, like late eighties, early Mm nineties, and uh, it was a a club in New York, and uh, yeah, he was. I tell you, man, he was. he came off different than he does in a lot of his uh, albums, and uh, it was much more uh, dynamic and aggressive. And because uh, some of the albums, I mean, he's great, but it's uh, the audience is very kind of some of the audience isn't really into it that much. They're right. not really fans. Uh, but uh, boy, man, he would just rip the hell out of that crowd, man. It was just, yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I I, I saw him. Uh, bunch of times never i just you know yeah but you who know. do you think is the greatest comedian right now uh you know that it's, it's a, a weird no, no, no. question yeah it is weird but you know, who's you know, the greatest like, swedish comedian right yeah now? <laughs> <laughs> say, say a few uh, that have uh, that you prefer yeah that you like uh, yeah i mean uh, i'll, I'll say a few guys yeah. you know, david tell is one of mm-hmm, my favorites right. um he's a guy who I, I think nationally or even worldwide i i don't know that he garners that much respect but for comics in new york I mean, he's. Uh, I think he is was he someone, more of a comedian's comedian. Yeah, but he does great with audiences yeah, too. Yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, but but absolutely. I mean, I think. But if, oh, no. I think he would be. I think everyone would name him. Yeah. As, if they had to name some of their favorites, he would show up on everyone's list. I, I dropped in at the Comedy Cellar one night when we yeah. were there, two thousand and nine. It was mm-hmm. uh, Greg Giraldo, Louis C.K., and David Tell. Yeah. Well, it's a great night. Yeah, this is a, an amazing city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love well, this well place. the Comedy Cellar is. You know, you know it's arguably the best comedy club because uh, so, you know some people say New York is. Everyone will discuss this or debate it, but you know a lot of people think New York is the best comedy city or, right. or has the best comedians. Right? You know, like that, that's always a rivalry: New York or LA. Who's yeah. got the better comedy? And most people usually say New York, even though you know LA might have more big comics at this and they a lot of good the, comics but the they're often not performing alternative scene yeah, as well and they're also not maybe performing there that they're much, in Hollywood you know? making in, other in, stuff. in New York yeah in New York they're doing more stand up right. you know yeah. and uh, so the comedy cellar has the most good comics on a show per night and uh, and, and it's a great little club so yeah it's that, that club's really good yeah it's really good uh, you can see uh, you're going to be at the baser made is tonight in Stockholm. I went to Kulingsborg. Also. Is it Kulingsborg? I thought. I don't, never mind. I don't know, man. 
look it up. Maybe, maybe you should, yeah. yeah. No, no, maybe yeah. people should. Because I'm know. going, so I'd like to know where yeah, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. e- either that or just look at uslipa.com. Yeah. And, and learn how to Google it. If you can't Google, you won't get his accent. If you can't Google, you're not going to understand English. But yeah. Stockholm tonight and Lund tomorrow is, yeah. is the point at Oslip. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll come back to Sweden too, man. Yeah, we'll yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I got to come back here where I can spend a little more time and really see the city. Yeah, you know, uh, where are you going from here? Going Make from? sure it's the summertime. Yeah, okay, yes. yeah. No, I disagree, yeah. man. Because as nerds say, winter is coming. I would, and you I would, don't like, I would like to check this place yeah, out. Yeah, you should. You definitely should in the wintertime yeah. and go up north. That's yeah. what spectacular, like the Ice Hotel and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, that was, oh, that that's, cool. uh, I mean, I, I love it. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I don't want to live, I, I don't want to have it that just, cold for so long. You be there for a weekend. But if yeah. you're visiting, man, I would. Yeah, that's cool. That's kind of weather you can yeah, have it's anyway. Uh, it's an experience. Yeah, it's an experience. I looked yeah. it up. You're at the Basement Minutes tonight and Mayriet in Lund tomorrow. Okay. And people cool. should definitely go and see you. Yeah, and see the out, world and, champion persona live. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it for, for this week. Yeah, and I will get an album out and a comedy movie out next year. A comedy definitely. movie? Well, it'll be a, a stand-up comedy uh, special or I might do something a little different where it's a little more... Uh, like a concert film or documentary style oh, or, or, or a mix, nice. you know. So it's not just 60 minutes of stand-up. It might be an hour and a half, but some other things in there also. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thanks Mito. for having me here, and, guys. This uh, is great. We'll probably see you tonight. Yeah, sounds good. Tack för en early start. Hej då. Hej, hej. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.